0: Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the That's So Great and That's Gross edition. I, I think that's all of my favorite things. Ah.
1: I I think the best things in life are great and gross. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you came to the came to the right place today. Yeah. I,
1: <laughs> I think butts are great and gross at the same time.
0: We've, we've got butts on the uh, second half. What? Uh, ah. I in <laughs> We have been on a dry spell for butts. We have, but Um, we're coming back with a vengeance. Thank God. That's right. Thank God it's been too (laughs) long. I was getting worried, to be honest. Uh, Today is in between 074, world's oldest uh, drinking straws. Obsessed. (laughs) Obsessed. And ancient wealthy folks were riddled with parasites. Of course they were. (laughs) I love it. I love a parasite. I love a
1: drinking straw. We've been through such a journey together. Mm-hmm. Now they make these cute little bamboo ones. The paper ones, I don't like.
0: Yeah, I they, hate the. They paper get soggy ones. after
1: a few sips. They especially on lip, like dry lips. Mm-hmm. It's a gross feeling. Yeah. It feels like you're drinking out of one of those paper tampons. Yeah,
0: like it's just. <laughs> ugh. Yeah, shouldn't be in either hole. That's right. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with pro-bamboo straw crazy Marissa Riley. That's me. (laughs) I love
1: the bamboo straw out of a margarita. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Screw it. Let's go right now. Let's just go get a margarita right now. (laughs) I'm into it. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
0: I know you're also into metal straws. I love a metal straw. Yeah. Yeah. My roommate uh,
1: from back in the day left a bunch in the house and I was always laughing at her. I'm like, that looks so uncomfortable. Yeah. And now I use it every goddamn yeah. day because it makes me feel like a stupid fucking influencer. It <laughs> makes me feel rich. Spe- I, uh, special. Spe- it makes me feel special. Yeah. Um, and I drink things out of a mason jar. That's right. <laughs> You're from Texas. I. But still, it's so Brooklyn though, uh, and it, I feel yeah. yeah. I feel very um, out of these special ice. I use special ice cubes that are cubes. I've talked about this for too long, <laughs> anyways. But then I don't take a picture of it. So what
0: was even the point? Uh, it just means you're a better person. That's true.
1: <laughs> no one. You needs don't so. take a picture.
0: You just enjoy it for yourself. Yes, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Well, put a pin in the metal straw thing. Okay. That's yeah. I'm not going to give it away. Okay. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. <laughs> welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true. I had no idea what we we're going to talk about,
1: but I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm pumped, <laughs> parasites, and drinking straws. Mm-hmm.
0: Obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. Today we're going to cover two recent archaeological discoveries that are, of course, fascinating on one hand and on the other, show that the more things change, the more they stay the same honestly.
1: I mean, yeah, in reality, nothing has changed. No. We just have Seamless now.
0: Uh, and to begin, we actually need to first uh, step into our way back machine and head way back to the era of archaeological frenzy, the 1890s. Oh my
1: God, we're actually going back. Usually back. you're like, we're going to go way back to 2014.
0: <laughs> like, oh my God, it's so long
1: ago. <laughs> Yes, this is actually this, long ago. Yeah,
0: and it's uh, the Summer of Love, 1897. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and Professor Nikolai Veselovsky of St. Petersburg University is living an archaeologist's dream. He's about to open a dead rich person's tomb. I am. I'm so excited for him. <laughs>
1: yes. That's amazing. I love a dead rich person's death. Mm-hmm. That is the best stuff.
0: It's the best stuff. Uh, so we know when we are, but where are we exactly? My friends, point to the very west coast of Russia. You got it. Which is right next to the country. They're about to invade Ukraine. Uh, now move mm-hmm. Now move your finger down all the way until you reach the very southern tip. And voila, we're in the ancient city of Maykop. I've
1: never heard of it.
0: Amazing. I'm pumped. Uh, and just to give you a little better footing as well, uh, if you imagine Turkey and look northeast... The Russian city of Maykop is right there. Cool. In a region known as the Caucasus, which includes modern day Armenia, Azerbaijan, Georgia, and other parts of southern Russia. That's just how expansive Russia is, but still not big enough for little Putin. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway. So <laughs> talk for another day. Yes. So now our good old professor is about to unpack a burial mound or a Kurgan that's believed to be from the early Bronze Age, which is somewhere between 3700 to 2900 BC. Holy shit. Yeah, and to put this into perspective, this burial mound is slightly older than the Great Pyramids of Giza. I, it's really old. If one thing is old, it's a goddamn pyramid. Those are the <laughs> oldest things in the fucking world, but apparently not. No, this, this, this is bu- older. This guy's fucking burial mound. Yeah. I, I want everything in it. I'm pumped. <laughs> so, Dr. Marissa, to report on what our professor found, I thought we could take turns reading from a study called Party Like a Sumerian, Reinter- Reinterpreting the Scepters from the Maykop Kurgan. What do you say?
1: I am so into that. <laughs> I am so into any story that starts with party like a, I am obsessed. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, that part will be explained later on. But yeah, we're going to party like a Sumerian. So Amazing. I'll start us off. Published back in January of this year in the journal Antiquity, quote, the Burial Mound or Kurgan contained a large chamber divided into three differently-sized compartments, each accommodating an adult individual lying in a crouched position.
1: Mm. It is believed that the largest compartment contained the burial of the primary, i.e. most important, individual, as it was furnished with the most luxurious set of funerary offerings compared with the other two burials in the same grave. Mm
0: -hmm. The skeleton of this individual was covered with the remains of a richly decorated garment, along with hundreds of beads of semi-precious stone and gold. Fuck yeah. (laughs) I love a semi-precious stone. (laughs) Most of the grave goods, both plain and precious, including ceramic vessels, precious metal cups, weapons, and tools, were arranged along the walls of the chamber except for a set of eight long, thin gold and silver tubes, four of which were decorated with small gold or silver bull figurines. I'm obsessed.
1: Um, (laughs) I'm so excited. Continuate
0: the quote. The tubes
1: were placed to the immediate right-hand side of the skeleton. Professor uh, Veselovsky referred to these artifacts as scepters. Mm End quote. That sounds like a drinking straw. (laughs) Sounds like a
0: drinking straw to me. Right? Amazing. Put a pin in that. Okay. Put a pin in that. Okay. Okay. Now, Dr. Marissa, I have a simple illustration of the tubes, but I also have a close-up photo of one of them as well, specifically the decorated perforated tip and all the little different segments. Uh, But Before we get to that photo, let's take a look at the illustration. And all the shit we look at today is going to be on our social media stuff, so you too can take a look. Come on by. Instagram. Twitter. Join us. join us. Do it. Handles are in the uh, episode details, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, okay. Dr. Marissa, please tell us, what do you see in this illustration? I, I see, okay, so these are awesome and I want them right now.
1: Um, <laughs> so I see about eight long skinny metal mm-hmm. tubes. I'm not exactly sure how long these are, but some of them are part gold and part silver, like A third of it is gold. The rest is silver. Mm -hmm. And then some of them are entirely silver. But the four in the middle have these little, I I guess, the bull figurines. And um, it's like as if you saw a bowl and there was just like a pole going right through, up and down, vertical, the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're kind of at the bottom. So if these are drinking straws, they wouldn't really interfere with your mouth right there you would drink out of the other side so yeah. it wouldn't be a big deal but they're fucking adorable <laughs> if i saw them at a at a little vintage antique shop i'd yeah. be like i'll oh, yeah. take them mm-hmm. then they'd be like they're 70
0: yeah. dollars. i'd be like never mind <laughs> i like that journey we just went on with you yeah no, that was nice uh here's a photo of the uh actual you know now called a scepter at the time uh please tell us what you see at the tip
1: oh yeah oh so they're like gorgeous little rivets yeah um so this is it in pieces Mm -hmm. i'm seeing several pieces and um some it, it it looks like the tips kind of have like a um
0: it looks like they could be taken off and on. Put yeah, taken on and off. Yeah. On and we, we could, like screw them on, which it, is really interesting. There's like,
1: so it, you know. it it's yeah, it's like little pipes. Yeah, if you were thinking of like you know how you screw together pipes, it's like that, it, it, but in pieces. But but smaller. Yeah, and they're very very tiny. Yeah, yeah, and well decorated too. Very beautiful. Yeah. Like um, it almost looks like jewelry, like silver jewelry, that like a like a bracelet. You know how there would be like little. Um, mm-hmm. Details on a bracelet or something. It looks yeah. like that.
0: Amazing. Yeah, uh, a little bit more detail about them and their specs. Uh, they're a little over three feet long. What? Yeah, but only weigh about seven ounces. Isn't that crazy? I, uh, are these straws? Am I wrong? Yeah, put a pin in that. Yeah, right.
1: Oh my okay. God, I have an idea. But is it so they could drink something from far away?
0: I like <laughs> Am I right? I like where you're going. Ah! Yeah. I love it, I love it, I love it. Okay, okay, okay. First, let's describe it a little bit more. Uh, They're lightweight, maybe due to the material. Uh, Four of the tubes are assembled from two or three silver segments, and the other four are assembled from a combination of gold and silver segments. Uh, And in good taste, the accessories match their corresponding tube. Two of the silver tubes are decorated with a silver bull figurine, and two of the gold and silver tubes are uh, attached to a gold bull figurine. Amazing. So yeah. you can have all gold. You can yeah. mix and match. Exactly. You're feeling fabulous. Yeah, And each of these little animals is about three or four inches in length. And get this, they're not in a fixed position. You can slide them up and down the tube. Stop it. Yeah, That is really fun. And uh, of course, I have a photo of these figurines. Would you like to see them? Yeah, yeah all right. I really would. Here we go. I think I would
1: pay $70. Oh, all
0: they're right. so cute! <laughs> they're just gorgeous
1: silver gold um, bulls and they're just, they look like little bulls yeah. and they're so damn cute. And you you immediately need one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I know what I'm doing on Etsy after this.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're fucking adorable, that's for sure. But in 1897, unfortunately, the best our professor could do was speculate the use of these tubes. Uh, Veselovsky and his counterparts were like, maybe they're scepters, maybe part of a canopy or Something symbolic, question mark, you know? They yeah. felt it had to be something, like, really out there. Really important. Yeah. But they weren't sure. Uh, but they, what they did know is that they were damn pretty, which meant, you guessed it, they were going into a museum for display. Good. So, <laughs> so by autumn of 1897, all the gems, fabrics, fancy things within the tube, uh, tomb, sorry, and these tubes were transferred to the Hermitage in St. Petersburg. Amazing. And there they sat. Until 2021. Okay. Yeah. Viktor Trifanov, an archaeologist from the Russian Academy of Sciences Institute for the History of Material Culture. Oh, and, God. Nailed it. <laughs> and lead author of the study we quoted was like, we got to put these things under a microscope. Yes, please put everything under a microscope. <laughs> I got to know. He had a hunch. He had a hunch about a decade ago that these tubes were drinking straws yep that's right and not only that because there were so many of the same length he was like i bet they were a set of straws you could use with a group oh with your friends Uh (laughs) yeah that's right he hypothesized that these were party straws yeah (laughs) that friends used to drink beer together like a modern day tiki punch bowl oh this is even better yeah. oh this is so fun they're all gonna get sick and die but like this is so fun uh needless to say his fellow archaeologists were skeptical because of course everything has to be grandeur. right yeah, right uh but victor would not be dismayed when he finally got his hands on them dr marissa please tell us what he what he and his research team did to help prove is party theory i would love 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 to talk about this all right from laura
1: Gagel uh of livescience.com quote to investigate the team sampled the residue uh on the inside of the artifacts and found evidence of barley starch granules cereal particles and pollen grain from a lime tree victor added that the makeup tubes also have metal strainers that would help filter out impurities common in ancient beer, end quote. That's right.
0: I love this. Mm-hmm. There were little strainers on the inside. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, I'm dying. Yeah, so that's... Um... Pretty great evidence right there. Barley, cereal, and grain residue, all stuff that's brewed to make beer. And the built-in strainer too. Lots of evidence here. Uh, There's also a lot of circumstantial evidence that helped the theory because the Caucasus were surrounded by cultures that loved to get down. And it's possible their drinking technology rubbed off on this region. As Victor noted in his study, quote, the common ancient Sumerian implemented, uh, sorry, the common ancient Sumerian implement for consuming beer was a tube made of long reed oh. yeah, allowing the user to sit or even stand and drink from a large vessel positioned on a low pedestal
1: oh my god so instead of like um maybe instead of everyone getting glasses of of a like cups yeah of, of an alcohol or whatever like we do now cups of an alcohol who am I <laughs> <laughs> Everyone getting drinks and glasses. How many, how many dr- cups of an alcohol have you had today? <laughs> Too many. Um, <laughs> but um, instead of getting cups,
0: they would get really long straws. Would they would all straws. stand around like a hookah or something. Yeah, exactly. And uh, my theory is that because those little animal figurines can move maybe that's how they kept track of how much they were drinking i don't know it's because oh, they move up and down the straw right yeah. i don't know or, or maybe um they, they all went on different
1: levels to know whose straw was who in case they put it go. down there you go there you safety go. safety third mm-hmm. i'm obsessed let's bring it back but also no no no, uh, let's no not. it's good
0: all let's right not. no not today um okay so where are we? Let me go back to my notes. Uh, yeah. the Continuing with the quote from Victor, uh, the detachable straw tip strainers made of copper. Oh, so we're still talking about how the ancient Sumerians would drink. Got it. Uh, so they had... Um, long tubes made of reed. They also had dis- detachable straw tip strainers made of copper, less frequently made of bone, were widely used across to Mesopotamia in the second millennium BC. These tip strainers uh, were intended to be fitted to the end of straws made of reeds." End quote. Amazing, so, that is so damn cool. I know. In sum, drinking communally with some long ass reeds were all the rage. And judging by what else was this individual was buried with, it's no surprise that they'd have their own gold and silver stemware. Basically. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, they had a little set. They had a set. I mean, they were fucking wealthy. Good for them. Dr. Marissa, please tell us what happened, to, what what else happened to be right under the researchers' noses that really helped suggest these were these were like straws for beer punch bowls, if you will.
1: I would love, I would love, love, love to <laughs> explore further. From uh, allitsinteresting.com, quote, their theory was bolstered by the fact that a large vessel was also found in the tomb. The volume of this vessel, 32 liters, oh my God, (laughs) suggests that each participant, which each participant's share would be about four liters or seven pints per person. (laughs) Trinoth and his team explained in the study, end quote. Oh my God, they were getting hammered.
0: But also, what was like the
1: alcohol volume or whatever of beer? It must have been low. It was
0: pretty low. It was probably like mead, you know, 3% ish, maybe. I don't know. But okay. Well, then, seven seven pies, that's
1: a lot. That's a lot of like just liquid in your body. Oh my goodness.
0: So these tubes are still being analyzed for more residue and such. But Victor's counterparts are leaning towards his theory, making the makeup straws the oldest straws discovered they're about a thousand years older than the previous record holder yeah. which means my friends we've been drinking for a very long time yep <laughs> something's never changed that's right after the break this dead wealthy individual may have had some fancy pants straws but they may have also been riddled with parasites yes <laughs> love a parasite and we're gonna explain so please stay tuned please do did you know that Elvis once showed up to the White House high as a kite with a bunch of guns? Did you know that Eleanor Roosevelt once had a romantic relationship with a lesbian reporter? Hi, we're Stephanie. And Tux. From Beyond Reproach, a comedic history podcast where we talk about political scandals like how FDR's grandfather made the family fortune smuggling dope. And messy government officials like President Johnson who named his dick Jumbo and would wave it around at people on Capitol Hill. Gross. <laughs> and we do it all while drinking period appropriate historic cocktails like jfk's favorite the lime daiquiri we are not historians we're just a couple of drunks who never shut up and love history we hope you'll join us on beyond reproach for some big facts good laughs a little bit of swearing a lot of drinking and a real good time you can find beyond reproach wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts and we're back we are so back we're so back and it's true what they say Everyone poops. Yep. Right. Everyone does it. That's right. All of you. You, me, Dr. Marissa here, uh, possibly the Kardashians. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but for certain, other rich people take a crap on occasion. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you're just silent. Okay. Yep. Stick with me here. Stick with I'm me. here. Okay. Right. And this has been true since the beginning of time. And also true, uh, if you don't take care of yourself, no matter how much money you have, nature it's going to take you out. It's coming. That's right. It's coming for your butt. Terrible so things. <laughs> it's coming for your butt. Uh, join me, will you? Back to the year no one remembers. Say it with me now. 2019. 2019 yes. Go. No one remembers. Nothing happened. <laughs> and we're standing among some beautiful ruins of the Arman Hanitziv. Hanitziv. Nailed it. Hanitziv. Han- That's it. Arman Hanitziv promenade in Jerusalem. And for my fellow geographically challenged Americans, don't worry, I got you, uh, point to Egypt. You got it. Uh, which is, of course, in the northeast corner of Africa, uh, and just northeast of Egypt is Israel. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar. Yeah, And in the middle of Israel is this beautiful promenade, and boy, howdy, it revealed quite a bit. Uh, Dr. Marissa, if you would, please introduce us to... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh please introduce us to one researcher working in the area and what stunning architecture they uncovered. I would love to. All right. Um from
1: eurekaalert.org, amazing website name. Uh quote, uh Yakov Billig? Got it. Yakov Bilig, uh, the director of the excavation on behalf of the Israel Antiquities Authority, explains uh, that the uncovered royal estate dates back to the mid 7th century BC, the late Iron Age. According to Billig, magnificent stone artifacts of extraordinary workmanship were found on the site, such as decorated stone capitals of a quantity and quality not yet observed in ancient israel oh my gosh adjacent to the mansion was a spectacular garden with a breathtaking view of the city of david and the temple mount it was here along with the remains of fruit and ornamental trees that a cesspit was found yes i was waiting For the shit part. That's right. To show up. Here, Here. we are. We've arrived. <laughs> we made it. We made it. Finishing the quote, it was kept by a square limestone installation with the hole in its center identified as the toilet's drop hole. End quote. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start calling my haters a toilet's drop hole. Let's that go- sounds terrible. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yes. awful. You are a, not you, yeah. Jill, but you, Alex, who, uh, bullied me, in high school, yeah. are a toilet's, what is it? Drop, Drop hole. hole.
0: <laughs> you suck. Oh, my God. Yeah, just, I was going to say put it on a tote, but no. Just keep it in your pocket. I will. For, you know, yeah, for future use. So, yes, yes my friends, they found a toilet. And before we dig into it, um, let's take a look at a 7th century B.C. John. Would you like to see what it looks like? <laughs> Nothing would make me happier in the world. I'm so pumped. All right. And, of course, all photos on our social media stuff, so please come on by and take a look at this toilet's drop hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, it looks terrible. Um,
1: <laughs> this looks like the last place in the world I'd want to shit. Oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. It's a really tiny hole. It's a ti- Okay, so imagine, like, just a big block of stone yep like just a big kind of square block of stone and right in the middle of it
0: is a tiny hole i say about the size of a softball or uh for our like a great international fruit. folks yeah i'd say it's a yeah yeah it's, a, it's mm-hmm. if
1: you put your hand like if you put two hands two fists together that's about the size of the hole there you go And if you are alive, you know that that is, that's not the right size. Um, You need some wiggle room. Uh You need more space to do your thing. Um, And also the fact that it's in the middle of this giant square block. So you have to really like aim, aim. (laughs) If you want to actually take a seat, like you're sitting far back. Yeah. You're, you're not like just it's just not a good look. And I'm wondering if they squatted on top of it. Oh, maybe. Hmm. That would make more sense.
0: It's good for, that. That you means know. you need even better aim if you're squatting and That's, not making contact.
1: Yeah. yeah. I uh, bet the surface of this thing. Cold. No, oh, I was going to say covered in feces. Oh, yeah, was that gonna too. I going to say yeah. that surface <laughs> is covered in
0: feces. Cold and covered in shit. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess we should continue. We should. Uh- <laughs> Now, discoveries like this are a gold mine uh, for some researchers, such as Dr. Daphna Langut of Tel Aviv University. Uh, she's the director of the Laboratory of Archaeobotany and Ancient Environments at the Institute of Archaeology and the Steinhardt Museum of Natural History. Dude, she's a busy later. Good for her. Good for yeah, Daphna. <laughs> That's right. killing it. Uh, but she always has time for that brown gold. Yeah. Now. According to her study published in the March, March issue of the International Journal of Paleopathology. Amazing. That's a thing. Uh, Fifteen sediment samples were collected from that cesspit. So basically 15 poop samples. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. Cool. She then hunkered down in her laboratory with all, all in hopes of finding, you guessed it, parasitic eggs. Amazing. And turns out this toilet did not disappoint. Yes. (laughs) I mean like when you see the thing you're like that is full of parasitic eggs. I have no doubt in my mind. Nothing else but uh, so, Dr. Marissa, please tell us, after chemically extracting the eggs and taking a look-see under a microscope, what smorgasbord of parasites did you find in just 15 samples? I would love to talk about this
1: smorgasbord. <laughs> uh,
0: smorgasburg, smorgas, smorgasbord. Shmorgas, it's, Shmorg- it's, I picked a very hard word to say. It's, uh, it's,
1: it's, it's, it's a bunch. <laughs> uh, from the study, quote, the presence of four intestinal parasite eggs... Parasite egg taxa was detected. Whipworm, beef and pork tapeworm, roundworm, and pinworm. Mm -hmm. Some of those sound very familiar. Yeah. Um, The earliest appearance of roundworm and pinworm were in the ancient Israel parasitological. Record. This is the earliest, yeah. Quote. So, this is the, oh, this is the earliest appearance of roundworm and pinworm in the ancient Israel parasitological record, end quote. Thank you for bearing with me uh, for that. Um, So, these are some old worms. The the
0: oldest, the oldest on record. And these are some familiar faces that I've
1: heard about thanks
0: to this very podcast. That's right. Uh, If beef and pork tapeworms sound familiar to members of the flock, that's right. You're not mistaken. We did two episodes on these parasites, and it was all sorts of crazy. Uh, if you haven't had a listen, please scroll on back to episode 067. We need to talk about brain tapeworms. Oh. And that's right. <laughs> And episode 069, we need to talk about tapeworms in rectums. And uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. I I... I just
1: have to add that those are two of the funnest episodes that we've ever made. You might be like, that's disgusting. And that's why it's awesome. (laughs) So if you want to learn more about gross worms and what the fuck they're doing all the time, it's a lot. They're conning the hell out of our (laughs) bodies. Yeah. uh, Multiple
0: bodies. We are mere vessels for them. We are mere vessels. That's right. It's true. So... So please have a listen if you haven't had a listen. And I know what else y'all are thinking. Why? Why do we need to know this? (laughs) Why, Jill? Tell me. (laughs) Good question. Uh, Your answer, archaeoparasitology. Oh. Yes. As people living through a current plague, you and me, I think we could appreciate this field. Uh, It helps us, quote, learn about the history of diseases and epidemics. This area provides new information regarding human health, hygiene, lifestyle, and sanitary conditions, end quote from EurekaAlert.org.
1: This actually makes me think of how um, you can look at the Mona Lisa and tell that she has a thyroid problem. You can learn a lot about the time and what they were eating and like what was going on by like, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. disease.
1: Except instead of talking about the Mona Lisa this time, we're talking about um, shit
0: that's right that's right
1: same thing no not at all same shit
0: different medium exactly i guess yes sure (laughs) anyways (laughs) yeah mona lisa that was i think that was an in-betweeny about the the guy who grew a tooth in his nose and we talked about her smile i forgot the rest of that that's right (laughs) the nose
1: tooth really got
0: me (laughs) (laughs) um okay so (laughs) <laughs> we have a delivery. It's great. It's great. <laughs> so, from this discovery, we could surmise that wealthy folks were a little fucked. Uh, Dr. Langit believes, quote, "In the absence of medicine, recovery from intestinal worms was difficult to impossible, and those infected could suffer from the parasites for the rest of their lives." No. Therefore, it is quite possible that the findings of the study indicate a bothersome and long-lasting infectious disease that affected the entire population. End quote.
1: Yeah. I, oh, because nowadays if you get, like, a worm or something,
0: you go to the doctor. Yeah, we talk about it. It's embarrassing. Or you uh, make a video of it coming out of your butt like that guy.
1: Or you make a video and you go viral.
0: And you post it to Facebook, which actually happened. And... We also watched that video, too. So. <laughs> However,
1: before Facebook, <laughs> before Modern Medicine, yeah. this must have been a nightmare.
0: Yeah. 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 Could you imagine sitting on that small toilet and pulling out- A worm? A- oh, yeah. Real thing. Real thing. Pulling out a giant worm. Oh, my God. Her
1: hand is in her face. Fully in her face. I, I, my my <laughs> face
0: might as well be in, uh, in uh, what do you call it, the toilet hole? <laughs> Yeah, so if you haven't had a listen to those two episodes, episode 067 and episode 069, you have no idea what we're talking about. You got to go go take a look and have a listen. Highly so. recommend. So according to this doctor, basically, the only thing to trickle down from the rich were worms. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact, according to the study also, uh, in Hebrew, the name of the site, Arman Hanatsiv, I know I'm saying that wrong, but it means... Commissioner's Palace. Oh. And so, I guess, that commish was rolling in dough because, quote, toilet facilities were extremely rare at the time and were a status symbol, a luxury facility that only the rich and high ranking could afford. Yeah. End quote. Only the rich can afford a block of stone with a hole in it. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Good for him, I guess. Though he didn't wash his fucking hands. Ah! So please just do it folks just wash your hands just 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 do
1: it not even i mean for covid yes yes but also your hand could be like covered in worms right now it's just parasites oh ah,
0: the end the end (laughs) we made it through we made it through amazing yeah i love butt stuff love butt stuff uh love wealthy folks riddled with parasites i'm a big fan love that big fan makes me feel really good yeah uh thank you for listening rating subscribing uh telling your friends about the world's oldest drinking straws and how nothing really changes yeah, nothing yeah changes. we're all just trying to have a good time yeah that's that's it and please stay interesting please do